If you like scary stories, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast. <laughs> Sit back and relax. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride. The List There's an abandoned high school about an hour from where I live. It's a sweeping two-story structure. It closed its doors forever in 1979 after some kind of structural issue resulted in the death of a student. The police in the town make a point to keep riffraff, vagrants, squatters, and drug users out of the building, but they don't mind if looky-loos come around for a gander and to take pictures. I had never been there until recently, and let me tell you, it's a surreal experience when you're standing in a classroom that is still full of desks, still has writing on the chalkboard, but has a huge tree growing directly through the center of it. When I was walking down one of the hallways, I noticed a locker that still had a lock on it. This intrigued me. At that time, there were only a couple other people wandering through the school as well. Once I saw them leave the building, I hurried back to my truck and removed a crowbar from the bed. I went back to that locker, busted the lock, and opened it. It was like a time capsule. On the back of the locker door was a picture of 1970s hottie Farrah Fawcett. On the shelf of the locker there was an old English book, calculus book, history book, and chemistry book. The spines were warped and pages worn. These books were heavily used. On the back cover of each textbook was a name written in ballpoint pen. Andy Garrett. There were several folders on the floor of the locker. They were filled with worksheets, various writing assignments, and quizzes. Apparently, Andy Garrett was quite the brain, as all of the completed assignments were graded with A's. Some were even A+. Other than the time capsule aspect of it all, there wasn't anything too interesting in the locker. That's what I thought, anyway, until I spotted a notebook. It was a standard-sized spiral notebook with a dark blue cover. Sloppily written on the front of the notebook were the words, The List. I opened it and thumbed through it. At first glance, it appeared to be a kind of journal or diary that this kid, Andy Garrett, had been writing. But upon closer inspection, it was a little more complex than that. The notebook entitled The List read as follows. September 11th, 1978. First day of high school. I hope I don't get initiated. I hope I make some friends. November 20th, 1978. 
I haven't been initiated and I think that threat has now passed. But I have no friends. Everyone mostly ignores me. November 27th, 1979 The head cheerleader Bonnie Rowland talked to me today. I sit next to her in history class. During today's quiz, she asked me if I knew the answer to question number eight. I told her. She smiled and thanked me. I think I'm in love. December 11th, 1978 Chad Murray is the definition of a dumb jock. He pushed me down today. I dropped all my books and papers all over the floor. It took me five minutes to pick it all up. Bonnie Rowland saw it happen. How embarrassing. Chad Murray is officially on my list. January 8th, 1979. I wish Christmas break would never end. I hate this crappy school. It's old and dilapidated. There are visible cracks in the foundation and in most of the corners near the ceiling. The sink water smells of rust. I think the rails on the stairs are original from the 1920s when this place was built. They're so rickety. It's only a matter of time before there's some kind of accident. I can't imagine going here for four years. January 25th, 1979 I walked in on Chad Murray and his merry band of followers smoking in the bathroom. He threatened to beat my ass if I told anyone. He then proceeded to lock me in a stall. It took me a long time to get out. I was late for English class. My bitch of a teacher, Mrs. Farrow, gave me detention. She didn't even give me the opportunity to explain why I was late. She hates me because I'm smarter than her. Mrs. Farrow is on my list. February 6th, 1979. Chad Murray stole my lunch money today after punching me in the stomach. I'm not sure I can take this abuse for the rest of the year. He's always pushing me around. I'm thinking of killing myself. February 23rd, 1979. The only reason I haven't killed myself yet is because Bonnie talks to me in history once in a while, mostly when she needs an answer to a quiz. Her acknowledgement of me is worth living for. March 22nd. 1979. Chad Murray tripped me in the boys' locker room. I fell and cut my head. I went crying to the physical education teacher, Mr. Rollins. He yelled at me for crying and told me to stop being a baby. When I told him that Chad Murray tripped me, he scolded me for being a tattletale. Mr. Rollins is on my list now. April 17, 1979 I spend a lot of time spying on Chad Murray. 
I want to know his routine better than he does. I have a plan. May 10th, 1979. Prom is coming up. I'm going to ask Bonnie if she wants to go with me. I'm so nervous. May 14th, 1979. I finally worked up the nerve to ask Bonnie to prom. She laughed in my face. Later, I found out she is going with Chad Murray. Bonnie Rowland is now on my list. May 21st, 1979. Today is the day. Chad Murray always bolts from his fourth period algebra class and runs down the stairs. If it weren't for the stair rails, he'd tumble over the side of the stairs and fall. I loosen the stair rail. May 21st, 1979. It worked. Chad Murray fell to his death. I guess I can cross him off my list now. May 23rd, 1979. There is much outrage over Chad's death. Everyone thinks it was an accident due to the faulty nature of this crappy building. There is talk of the building being condemned. June 1st, 1979. It's the last day of school. The building is officially closing after today. All because of Chad Murray's accident. This was kind of like killing two birds with one stone. Because if they didn't close the school, I was planning on burning it to the ground. That was the last entry in the notebook. I was in shock. I couldn't believe what I had read. This kid, Andy Garrett, had killed a fellow student and no one suspected a thing. He got away with it. And that got me thinking about the rest of his list. Bonnie Rowland, Mrs. Farrow, and Mr. Rollins. Whatever happened to them? So I started looking into it. My girlfriend is big into true crime and has a network of contacts within that community ranging from amateur sleuths, private detectives, law enforcement agents, and lawyers. I showed her the notebook and she was fascinated. The first thing she did was track down the whereabouts of the remaining three people on Andy Garrett's list. Turns out they were all deceased. Mr. Rollins died in a car accident in the summer of 1979. Apparently his brakes went out and he slammed into a tree. Later that summer, Mrs. Farrow's house caught on fire. She burned to death. And that very same summer, Bonnie Rowland was home alone and fell from her upstairs bedroom window. She broke her neck and died instantly. Her parents suspected foul play, but the police found no evidence to support that claim. We looked into the current whereabouts of Andy Garrett, but came up empty. 
He did finish high school with honors, he earned a scholarship to an Ivy League school, and then dropped off the map. His parents are deceased, and he was an extreme loner and had no close friends. We did give all the information we had on this case to the police, and they looked into it but didn't find anything substantial. They never did seem to take it seriously, to the point where they suggested that the notebook was a hoax. I'd like to think that it was a hoax too, but I know it's not. This was confirmed the day I opened my mailbox and found a handwritten note that read, Stop snooping or I'll put you on my list. If you like horror movies, you'd probably like some cool horror movie t-shirts. Amazon has a ton of them. Go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash shirt. This will take you to Amazon's horror t-shirt page. By going through my link, Amazon gives me a small percentage of the profit instead of keeping it all for themselves. That's ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash shirt. Cabin in the Woods Once a year, my buddy Craig and I take a four-day weekend getaway from our wives. We usually get a cabin in the Smoky Mountains in the Gatlinburg, Tennessee area. Normally, the cabin we get is in a rural area amongst other cabins. On this particular trip, we were given an extremely secluded cabin that was toward the top of the mountain. We had to drive up a long, thin, winding gravel road to get there. The view was spectacular and it was kind of nice not having any other cabins anywhere near us. We sometimes get a little rowdy when we drink and we're both metalheads. We like to be able to turn the volume knob all the way up to 11 without disturbing anybody else. After a nice barbecue dinner and downing a 12-pack of suds, we decided to call it a night and hit the hay. It was about 2 o'clock in the morning when Craig entered my room and woke me up. Hey man, did you hear that? I sleep like the dead so I hadn't heard a thing. No, what was it? It sounded like an animal right outside the cabin. The Smoky Mountains are inhabited by many black bears. I was about to ask if that's what he thought it was, but he answered my question before I could ask it. It's definitely not a bear. How do you know? Just listen. We stopped talking and listened to the silence for about a minute before we heard it. It sounded like it was directly outside my bedroom window, and Craig was correct. There was no way that was a bear. It was high-pitched. At first, I thought it was a woman screaming. But upon hearing it a second time, there was no way that was human. It was more like a guttural, growling roar coupled with raspy wheezing. We could hear its footsteps stomping through the brush. 
The steps gradually faded away, as if it had moved around toward the front of the cabin. Just as we heard another screeching roar, the electricity in the cabin went out. We both fumbled around in the dark for a moment until we found a flashlight. We then proceeded to cautiously step into the hallway of the cabin and walk to the front room. I shined the light forward and found the front door to be wide open. It was possible the door wasn't shut well and a gust of wind blew it open, but Craig was emphatic that was not possible. I remember checking to make sure that door was shut before I went to bed. Immediately after completing his sentence, we heard heavy thudding footsteps at the end of the corridor from which we came. I shined my light down the corridor but saw nothing, so we both slowly, carefully, walked down the hallway and looked in Craig's room. It was empty, but while we were in his room, we heard footsteps coming from my room. We both hurried back to my room and did a thorough search, but there was nothing in there. Then we heard the front door slam shut and the electricity came back on. When we stepped back into the front room, the door was indeed closed. We opened it and shined the light around the immediate area but saw nothing unusual. However, off in the woods by the side of the house, we heard one more departing roar. We have no idea what it was that we encountered that night, but the next morning we called the rental company and moved to another cabin on the other side of town. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. <laughs> Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com Sign up for our newsletter and I'll give you some free stuff. We'll see you soon. Very soon. Most big CBD companies are just middlemen buying from manufacturers and reselling to the customer at a higher price. Wouldn't you rather buy directly from the manufacturer? Well now you can with CBD Essence. They have a wide variety of full-spectrum lab-tested products including CBD for pets. The CBD is fresh, produced within 24 hours of shipment, 100% natural and organic, and uses the cleanest processing method. If you have any questions at all, their customer service is fantastic. Again, you're dealing directly with the manufacturer, so they know what they're talking about. Go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash CBD. Again, that's ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash CBD. If you want to support the show and you shop on Amazon, instead of getting there by going to Amazon.com, Go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash Amazon. 
By doing this, you're still going to Amazon.com. Everything is the same, including the prices. Nothing is different except Amazon gives me a small percentage of the profit instead of keeping it all for themselves. It's a great way to support the show by doing something you were going to do anyway. Get to Amazon by going to maniacontheloose.com slash Amazon.